Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Hello, I'm Balin Leonard, and welcome to another edition of the Country Music Talk podcast. On today's episode, I'm talking to a singer-songwriter who's had a pretty incredible year. 2022 saw his single Whiskey on You go gold. Uh, He made his Grand Ole Opry debut, and he announced his debut album. And as if that wasn't enough, he's set for even bigger things in 2023. He's out on tour with Thomas Rhett, and he's going to be making an appearance at C2C. Nate Smith is my guest today, so let's get going. This is the Country Music Talk Podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Absolute Radio Country. I'm Baylin Leonard. My guest today uh, is a man who's been taking country radio by storm, certainly in the UK as well. His gold certified single, Whiskey on You, is one that we just can't get enough of. And uh, it seems like even bigger things lined up for 23. We'll find out. Nate Smith, welcome. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you this morning? Yeah, I'm really great. Thank you for doing this. Nate, you're one of these artists that it seems like you came out of nowhere, but of course you've been doing this for ages, I would imagine, right? And trying to make stuff happen and then boom, you take off. So um, tell us what this ride has been like for you. An absolute trip. It's been a trip. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't planning on uh, being an artist um, again. I'd already I'd already done that once, you know, and right. uh, moved to, did the whole move to Nashville and and all that stuff. And it just didn't really work out so good, you know? So um, my plan was to be a nurse. I was working in a hospital and stuff, but just somehow, some way the music thing started happening. So it's just kind of a crazy thought because I didn't force anything to happen and uh, we're here, so. (laughs) Having tried to make it once and then going, okay, all right, you know, I'm gonna do something else now. And, And by the way, becoming a nurse, I mean, an absolute hero, but then to come back again and suddenly you've got this song do you remember when you first heard it on the radio? Yeah, yeah, I was driving to uh, actually a radio performance and uh, they, they played it ahead of time for me to, to get there. And I just, I was just dumbfounded. So my, uh, my label rep filmed me kind of listening to it. I was just like, well, that is insane. Like, oh my gosh. So I seem to never catch it. All my friends do and they'll send me videos like, hey, I'm listening to it in my car. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So it, it always, it's, it's, it's a trip. So was it always country music for you, Nate? Like when you moved to Nashville the first time? I mean, it's Music City, so you can do all kinds of music there. Was it always country music? It wasn't, no. So when I first moved to Nashville, I was doing Christian music. Okay. Um, so I was, I was doing that. And I like country so much because I'm able to completely authentically be myself. I can drink. I cuss <laughs> yes. a little bit, but I can still love God, you know, so I can have all that stuff combined. Yeah, you're, you're probably not singing about whiskey in, in your Christian. No, if you're a Christian artist and you get caught drinking a beer, you're, you're toast. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're toast. <laughs> and now you're like, I can have beer and whiskey. I'm good yeah, to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's required almost as a country. It artist. is. It is. So let's talk about this song, Wildfire, because this is the one that kind of made it happen for you. First went viral on TikTok. How did that unfold? Um, a buddy of mine had a TikTok account um, that was pretty large, I think like in the 800,000s, you know, and, and he right. was like, dude, you really got to hop on this TikTok thing. I don't see a whole lot of country artists doing this. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to dance or anything, so I don't really know what you want me to do. He's like, post your music, and, and, and it's all about time and attention, how long people are watching your video, you know? So keep it short and, and to the point. So I posted the wildfire video, just the chorus, kind of singing it down. And like literally to my surprise, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got like 2 million views or whatever. And I'm like, that's insane. Like, I can't believe it. But the cooler part was 
whoa, my streams are going up. My Spotify streams, my Apple streams, my Pandora, Amazon, all this is, is, is climbing now. So I'm like, wait, there's a definite correlation here, you know? So it really, really was kind of the thing that sort of sparked, like, this is an incredible tool that's going to help me get my music out there. So yeah, we had a lot of artists come through and, and, you know, I don't know if it was the combination of, you know, right time, right place and the lockdown and COVID and kind of all of that. But we had a lot of artists coming through TikTok and it seems like it's, it's kind of the new way to get your music out there because in a lot of ways you're taking it into your own hands. You're making it happen yourself. Right. And it's really in your own hands. So yeah. <laughs> literally in your phone. posting the videos creating the content. So now you're a content creator. That's what you are as an artist. Like it's on top of creating music and stuff. That's very important, but you have to be good at being a content creator. So the importance of TikTok is, is it builds your story and it builds the story of the song. So it's direct interaction with the fans. They can choose what they want to hear right away. Um, but it also builds the story. So if it does well on TikTok, then your streams are going to do well. If your streams do really well, then you potentially have a shot at radio. All right, so let's talk about your Grand Ole Opry debut. I mean, this is the moment oh, that man. people dream of, you know, and, and a lot of people get there, a lot of people don't get there. What was it like for you, your your debut on that stage in that circle? Very, very special. I uh, Some people don't step in the circle, by the way, before, before they sing, but I wanted yes. to do it first. I was like, before I get up there, I'm, I'm going to get that part knocked out because I've got too much to worry about right now, right? Because this is so insane. <laughs> Um, last thing I want to do is like freak out as soon as I step in, like, oh, so I did. I was like, you know, I think, but I, I definitely felt the weight of uh, everyone that's come before me. And, and it's just, it's, it was just kind of crazy. So I've played the Opry now four times. It is literally the scariest stage to play every single time because I just, I feel the weight and responsibility. And it, but it's an amazing thing. I don't mean that in any type of negativity because I, I always leave like, oh, I want to do it again. Obviously, I love it yeah. so much, you know. But it's definitely like, okay, I had six shots of Jack Daniels and I don't feel at all. I don't know what's going on. Normally, I, I should be buzzed by now, but I'm, I'm sober as, as, as can be, you know. So. Sober as a judge. You know, you say it, it's scary, which I totally get. And I've heard a lot of artists say that. But also, you know, having been there, obviously not performing, but just having been there multiple times and having been backstage and stuff like that, it also seems like one of the warmest places that you could play because the audience there, they are as excited to be there as you are. And also, yeah, they come to see people they know, but also they always seem really open to people that are new to them as well. Is that your experience as an artist? Such a good point. That is such a good point, man. Um, yes, they are the most welcoming crowd ever. Um, they're excited. They understand the gravity of what the place is. You know, they're there because of the history. They're there because they love country music, you know? So in my experience, they've always been very, very, very sweet to me. And, and you're right, it's kind of an exchange, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, because, you know, also as much as um, you as an artist or other artists have been working towards and dreaming about playing at the Opry, a lot of those people in the crowd have been working and dreaming about going to the Opry and seeing it, you know, saving their money and working for years and traveling across the country or from around the world. And they can't believe they're there as much as artists can. And I always think that that's a really lovely thing because I grew up in Tennessee. Uh, I've been in the UK for a long time, but, but for us growing up in East Tennessee, going to Nashville, going to the Grand Ole Opry was just like something you saved money for and worked towards and you couldn't wait to take that road trip and get there. So every time I'm at the Opry now, as a fan, I always think about that when I'm looking out into the crowd. You know, there, there are people that it's just as big a deal for them as it is for you. And I always think that's a really nice thing. I love that. that that's going to stick with me now forever. That's such a good perspective, man. 
So is this where you started throwing your hat into the crowd? Was it the opera that you started doing that right? So tell us about this because you must go through so many hats. Well, I'm actually out right now. I'm out. So <laughs> okay. I, I've got this one black one left. And then All right, I'm hang on to that. I line them up for them tall hats. So I'm, I'm fresh out, so I need to order another box. But uh, it's a weird thing where, like, yeah, I did it at the Opry because they, they, they gave me a standing ovation. I, I couldn't mm -hmm. believe it at the Opry. I mean, that's, like, the ultimate, like, are you kidding me? So I was like, take my jacket, take my hat, take my whatever, take my hats. I love you, I love you. Mom. you know? uh, and so, like, it's just it's a thing at shows where if I, I feel like everybody's excited and they're they're – extra loud and stuff i'm like take my sweaty hat i don't know i just I throw it out there it's kind of a fun thing so sometimes before a show i'll say hey um who's gonna catch my hat tonight you know that kind of thing so um yeah you, you need a hat thing. sponsor you need a hat sponsor that's what you need i do right yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely you want to be my hat that I throw out tonight and that I wear on stage? Let's go. <laughs> exactly. I think there's a thing there. We played your latest song, Wreckage, on release day. Thank you for that, for giving it to us ahead of time and letting us play it. What a lovely, lovely song this is. And for people that only knew you for Whiskey on You, and then, you know, you come along with this heartbreaker, which is absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's a glorious thing, showing many different sides to you as an artist. Uh, tell us about this song. The song's really, um, I mean, people can interpret it any way they want and stuff, obviously. Uh, um, but for me, it's kind of just like the self-awareness that like coming into a new relationship, you know, you've got baggage. You've got some stuff that, that's come come with you and, and just from life in general, not necessarily just relationships, but maybe the way that you're raised or or whatever it was. But for me, like I've been through a lot of stuff, less than a lot of people, more than some people, you know. And I think the most beautiful thing is when you can find somebody who sees all that stuff, sees all that stuff and goes, I love you for it. You know, I love you anyways through through whatever it is that. I love you just as you are. You know, I think that's the mm. ultimate love. So that's kind of why I wanted to write that song. That's the great thing about music and art, isn't it? You put it out there into the world and people connect with different parts of it or have their own interpretation or it becomes part of their kind of soundtrack to their life or, or certain moments. It's, it's lovely and I think it's great. And it's going to be on your debut album, right? Nate Smith, which is coming out in February. So this is exciting. It is. It's, it's been my dream since I was a kid, man. Uh, to have an album and when I was I remember when I was a little kid I would like do like album and, and like paint Microsoft paint and I would, I would, <laughs> yeah. I would like put like a picture up there and then I would draw in like the little record label like thing at the at the bottom like oh that's my album you know like I would think like that as a kid so like I had this dream for a long time man hey so we just heard that you're gonna come over to London this is super exciting you're coming over you're playing C2C next year. You're going to do the CMA Songwriters Round, which is always a highlight. I'm over the moon right now. I, I literally can't believe I'm coming out there. So it's it's very, very, very exciting for me. So. And you've heard about UK crowds, I'm assuming, because they're a real listening crowd. And, you know, people come over and time and time again, artists are just floored by the way the UK crowds respond. So I think you're going to be very pleasantly surprised, even if you've heard, even if you think you're prepared. I reckon everybody's going to be singing along to every single word because they dig deep. What have you heard about the UK crowds? That would wreck me, first of all, because I'd be <laughs> in another country. And I'm like, how do you know my music? That's amazing. Uh, but I've heard the same things. I've heard just... They just really have a, a reverence for for songwriting craft and and for songs. So uh, I'm so excited to meet everybody and uh, even hopefully I get a little bit of time to kind of hang out around the town and do a little bit of sightseeing. You know, I'd really like that. It's gonna be good, man. I cannot wait. I can't wait either. Listen, thank you for taking the time to have a little chat with us. 
Congratulations on everything. Uh, we can't wait to see you when you're over in the UK. All right, let's be buds. Let's be buds. Let's good. do it. Let's do it. All right, Nate, I'll see you soon. Take care. Cheers, brother. The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. So great to catch up with Nate Smith. It sounds like 2023 is going to be another huge year for him. Now, if you love country music and you want to make sure that you never miss out on the latest gossip and the chit-chat from all the biggest stars, then subscribe to the Country Music Talk podcast. You'll get all of our full interviews and you'll never miss a moment. And of course, you can join me on Absolute Radio Country, the most exciting country music station in the UK. You'll find us on the free Absolute Radio app, or you can just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. I'll catch you on the next episode. Keep it country. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 